Welcome to Wednesday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. If you or someone you know is terrified of flying, make sure you pay attention to today's Hope for Humanity. And the hottest date spot of 2024 is Applebee's. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to tell you why in today's Pop Stop. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. The Core Four, the four headlines you need to know. The votes are in, and despite all the talk about their age, their mental capabilities, and their possible illegal activities, the voters of New Hampshire chose Donald Trump and Joe Biden as the candidates they want to see in the 2024 election. And you may have heard that already, but there are two interesting points from the New Hampshire primary before we move our focus from New Hampshire to Nevada, where the next primary will be held. The first interesting point is that even though Donald Trump did win the Republican primary over his only Republican competitor, Nikki Haley, it probably wasn't as big of a win as Trump really wanted it to be. Trump was only able to lock up about 55% of the Republican vote yesterday, and Haley was able to pull in around 45% of that vote. So like I said earlier, the race was probably a lot closer than Trump wants it to be. And for her part, Nikki Haley has said she will continue her campaign. And it looks like she plans on keeping it going until at least March 5th, which is Super Tuesday. It should also be noted that even though Trump didn't do as well as he wanted to yesterday, New Hampshire isn't really a strong state for him, especially when you consider that he lost it in both general elections, barely beat out by Hillary Clinton in 2016, and then clearly beat by Biden in 2020. But I told you there were two interesting points from yesterday's primary. So quickly, here's the second one. Biden was able to win the New Hampshire primary with almost 70% of the vote yesterday. And I know what you're thinking. Of course he did. He's the current president and the Democratic Party. They're not really supporting the candidates running against Biden. And all of that is 100% true. But here's the crazy part. Biden wasn't actually on the ballot in New Hampshire because the Democratic Party wanted their first primary to be in South Carolina. So Biden was able to get almost 70% of the votes in New Hampshire as a write-in candidate, which is actually pretty impressive. And if you're wondering who the other Democratic candidates were that got votes, you've got Representative Dean Phillips, who was able to pull in around 20% of yesterday's vote, and Marianne Williamson, who got a little over 1%. The next primary will be in Nevada in about two weeks. It's kind of a weird situation when it comes to how Nevada does things for the primary. So we'll break that down as the date approaches. Last April, we covered the story of a man in upstate New York who fatally shot the passenger of a car which accidentally pulled up his driveway. This week, Kevin Monahan testified in court and said he fired the first shot from his shotgun to warn the driver of the vehicle to turn around. He said the second shot was an accident because he tripped over nails sticking up from his deck, fell, and the shotgun hit the deck, firing the shot that killed 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis. A jury found the 66-year-old man guilty of second-degree murder, reckless endangerment, and tampering. Monahan's sentence is set for March 1st, and he could face life in prison as the charge carries a maximum of 25 years to life. You've probably never heard this statement, and I never thought I would say it. In fact, it might be the first time that these words have ever been said. The United States military 
no longer has enough money to fund a war. That is the official word from the Pentagon. Now, if you were thinking, wow, is America going to stop building and sending bombs and money across the globe? Not exactly. The Pentagon called a meeting yesterday, along with around 50 allies, to say that they no longer have the money to support the war in Ukraine. Now, we do apparently still have enough money and bombs to keep the death toll rising in Palestine and fire rockets at people in Yemen. And regardless of how you feel about America's involvement in Ukraine, I'm going to explain why this isn't a great look for America on the global stage. The reason the Pentagon doesn't have any more money for Ukraine is because the Republican-controlled House of Representatives hasn't been able to pass any meaningful budgets. Think about it. Last week, they were barely able to pass a bill to keep the government open. And it's because they're basically being held hostage by about 30 to 50 representatives. Those representatives want to cut Ukrainian funding entirely. And the rest of the Republicans, especially the ones in the Senate, they aren't too happy with their counterparts in the House about this. But let's get back to why this isn't a good look for America. And unfortunately, it does involve a little bit of a history lesson. We were basically the country that got everyone else to back Ukraine to begin with. And even though gas prices may have gone up here in America for a little bit when the war broke out, Europe really had to pay the price when it came to sanctions placed on Russian oil. The cost of energy in Europe skyrocketed after the war because almost all of Europe gets their gas and oil from Russia. So it doesn't look great when the country that asked everyone to join this effort starts to cry about not having enough money anymore. And not only that, we're asking these countries to basically jump in and fund Ukraine on our behalf. And the second reason that running out of money for Ukraine looks really bad for the American government, this is where the history lesson comes in, takes us back to 1993, when we, America, were part of the negotiations to get Ukraine to give up their nuclear weapons. Now, here's the really quick recap of how that went down. When the Soviet Union fell apart, Ukraine, which was Soviet, became an independent state. And all of a sudden, they also became the world's third largest nuclear power because they inherited a bunch of those Soviet nukes. And the new Ukrainian government wanted to hang on to those weapons in case Russia decided it was going to invade, since Russia was and is the second largest nuclear power. And here's where America gets involved. In 1993, in order to get Ukraine to agree to get rid of their nukes, we promised them that if they ever had an issue with Russia and their sovereignty was at risk, we would step in to help, which is exactly what's happening on their Russian border right now. So when you're the world's largest nuclear power, that's us, and you position yourself as the global police, like we do, it's a really bad look when you tell a country to get rid of their most powerful weapon because we are going to come save the day, and then you leave them stranded. Again, we can all have different views on the amount of money we send to Ukraine, but by cutting off all support, this could lower our standing and negotiating power with the rest of the world. And this is how our messy political situation here in America impacts the global community. Another day and another set of layoffs to report. The Los Angeles Times announced it was laying off 115 people, which is about 20% of its newsroom. That's one of the largest layoffs in the 142-year history of the Los Angeles Times. The paper's owner, Dr. Patrick Soon Chiang, said the cuts were necessary as the paper has been losing 30 to $40 million each year. One staffer who requested to remain anonymous told CNN, quote, I cannot overstate the level of chaos, end quote. 
Earlier this month, an executive editor left, causing two of the four remaining managing editors to leave as well. And now, 115 more people have been laid off. Another employee who remains at the LA Times said their owner is, quote, a billionaire who doesn't understand media and thinks he can cut his way to success, end quote. It's a scary time for journalists and those of us who consume the media, especially as we head into an election year. The less journalists reporting the news, the less quality news we're going to get when we need it the most. And obviously, Anthony and I will do everything we can to always research from several different outlets any piece of news that we give you to make sure that we are giving you the most accurate news possible. And here's the exciting news. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks there's still hope. We all know someone that is terrified of flying. Maybe that person is you. If it is, I have some fantastic news for you. And if you know someone scared of flying, share today's podcast with that person. Now, I know recent headlines have made it sound like your plane could probably just fall apart anytime, which is terrifying. But let's look past the headlines for a quick second and check out the facts. Turns out 2023 was the safest year of flying on record. Out of the millions of flights that crisscrossed the earth, there was only one major flight incident involving casualties, and that was in Nepal. Think about that. Just over 34 million flights took off and landed around the world last year. And when you pull the American flights from the worldwide numbers, things look even better. And I don't want to jinx myself since Carla Marie and I are about to be on a bunch of coast-to-coast flights over the next couple of months. But here in America... We haven't seen a major airline incident that resulted in a passenger death in 14 years. That is a pretty good run. Oh, and these numbers that I'm giving you, uh, they are for large commercial flights, what the industry would call large turbofan-powered aircrafts. Now, 2024 did kick off with some pretty scary headlines when it comes to air travel. You had that one plane that had the door rip off mid-flight. Another plane basically exploded in the sky. But think about this. No one on either one of those flights was hurt. That is insane and actually makes me more confident when it comes to flying. You know what's not fun? What? Paying for something you don't know you're paying for. Yeah, we were in that situation last year, actually, when we were paying for a second Amazon Prime subscription, and we didn't even realize it until we signed up for Rocket Money. 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about, so we definitely aren't alone. But that means you're probably paying for something you don't know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can also cancel a subscription for you, which we have done before as well, and it's so great not having to call customer service. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash CMA. That's rocketmoney.com slash CMA. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash CMA. Think quick. It's two second tunes. 
You get two seconds of a song, and then your job is to give us the name of the artist and the name of the song. See, it sounds pretty simple. For some people. But it goes real quick. <laughs> so, Carla Marie, would you like to introduce our guests? Yes, we have husband and wife coming to us from Long Island, New York. It is Amy and Vinny. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Okay, so did you guys wager anything today? Yes, we did. What's Ooh. happening? Long story short, we have to like we park our cars on the road and then at night we have to bring them back in. But it's always really late, like 11 o'clock and we want to get in our pajamas. We want to okay. hang out. So whoever loses has to be the one that goes outside to pull the cars in for the okay. whole week. For the whole week. Nice. Yeah, I love this. All right. Well, we're going to get into the game so we can find out who's on car duty this week. And it's going to be ladies first. So, Amy, wow. are you ready for your two second tune? Bring it on. It's Katy Perry. Teenage Dream. One point because you did get Katy Perry, but it is Firework. <laughs> and just like that, he's saying, "Yup," like you knew that, Vinny. I knew Firework. Oh, <laughs> did you? But did you know Katy Perry? I think I did. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, it's easy to say now. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Vinny, yeah, very easy. <laughs> we're going to move over to your part of round one. Here is your first two-second tune. Singing it in my head. Uh, you can I'll sing it out loud. I'll hear it. I'm sexy and I know it. Uh, I forget their name. I don't know. <laughs> you can see him. We can give you one point. Sexy and I know it. It's LMFAO. I'm sexy and I know it. All right. Tied up as we move over yes. to round two. Amy, here is your second two-second tune. Ooh. They do get harder as we go. Ooh. Okay. I think it's Kesha, but I have no idea what the song is. Well... We can give you one more point because it is Kesha. Yeah. The song Carla Marie. It's yeah. blow. It's hard. That was a hard one. Ah. All right. Moving over now to Vinny's part of round two. Here is your two second tune. Uh, <laughs> I could hear it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know it? <laughs> nah, I, I think Amy's going to steal this one. Wow, okay, so crap already. We have to buzz you for that one. Now we move over to Amy. Since Vinny got zero points, you can steal one or two if you know the artist and or title of that song. I think the song is, oh, I don't know if I know the real title now. It, DJ's got us falling in love. I don't know if that's the real title, but that's what I'm going with. And the artist, Usher? Two points. And just like that, Amy really takes... don't want to have to pull these cars in this old. Yeah, she really doesn't. <laughs> Amy takes a pretty commanding lead. Carmery tallied up for us. Four to one. Four to one. Now, yes. here's the thing. You do obviously have a commanding lead, Amy. And if you get one or two points here, you lock it in. However, you can. if you get zero, Vinny does have a chance to push this to the tiebreaker if he can run the table. Ooh. So Ooh. I don't want to I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but there's a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> okay, Here let's do it. Is possibly the game winning oh, two second tune. Oh, 
No idea. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. Well, gonna buzz you for that. And Vinny, you already jumped in and said you don't know the answer either. Nah. Carla Marie? Oh, yeah, it was her turn. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Carla Marie? Do I know it? Uh, It's Lady Gaga, Born This Way. There we go. We were not lying. Yeah, we're not lying. Now, that's it. So, congratulations to Amy. Who does not have to pull the cars in this week. Damn. You know, that like that truly sucks to have to do. And I feel like people who listen to us on the West Coast don't really deal with that as much as people on the East Coast do. Like the whole your car can't stay out overnight yeah. on the street. It's so a problem. Annoying. Yeah, it is. It's the worst, especially when it's raining and it's cold in the winter. Ugh. Especially when you're Vinny and you have to do it for a whole week. Yeah, it's uh, I can't weasel my way out of it this time. No, it's it's recorded. We have proof. Yeah. We have evidence that you can go back to every single day this week and know that you have to take the cars in. Yeah, Amy, I want documentation every time Vinny's going outside. I would like to be tagged on Instagram, please. Uh, oh, Thank I you. will. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Okay, fellow cat nerds, this one is for you because cats just keep getting cooler. Paleontologists in Spain have found fossils of a previously unknown species of an extinct feline. Researchers determined the fossils belong to a medium-sized cat around 16 pounds, which is not much bigger than your average house cat. But even though it's pretty small in size, it had powerful muscles and other features that allowed it to kill relatively large prey like prehistoric deer. It's expected this tiny cat took those prehistoric deer and carried them up into trees to avoid other predators. It's believed this cat species roamed the earth from 16 million years ago to 11 million years ago. This episode of The Morning Show Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. We talk all the time about getting your priorities in order, but how do you actually know what that order should be? Great question. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Yeah, you don't need to wait until you're dealing with trauma to start therapy. Actually, going to therapy can help you develop coping strategies for when you do find yourself in those difficult situations. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. There's a brief questionnaire to fill out before you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's one of my favorite features, honestly. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CMA show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CMA show. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. Pop quiz. Who is the most followed American man on social media? No, it is not me at Worst Anthony, but you can follow. Maybe LeBron James. He's certainly near the top of the list. Believe it or not, another guy at the top, Vin Diesel. But the most followed American man across all social media platforms is The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And the man seems to be involved in everything, right? He's part owner of the XFL. His clothing brand is the official brand for UFC. 
He's constantly trying to sell me his tequila on Instagram. He crushes it at the box office, and he's even come back to the WWE for a few appearances recently. But why am I bringing him up today? It's because yesterday, he was appointed to the board of directors for the TKO Group, which is the newly formed company that owns WWE and UFC. And that in itself is huge. He's now going to be a big-time decision maker for one of the biggest companies in the world. But that's not even the best part. The best part, at least to me, about this whole deal is that Dwayne Johnson, through this agreement, also now gets full ownership of The Rock trademark, which until yesterday was still owned by WWE. That means he can use The Rock brand for whatever he wants from now on and keep every single penny of that project. Now, I'm sure The Rock has enough pennies saved up, but as an entertainer or creator or whatever you want to call me, I love to see other creators take control of the things they've built. The hottest date spot of 2024 is Applebee's. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to give you a fact to prove it. But first, you remember a few months ago, there were all of these TikToks saying how Applebee's was the worst date spot. I mean, people were losing their minds saying never take your date to Applebee's. But that has been proven wrong big time. Applebee's recently launched a date night subscription pass. You pay Applebee's $200 up front. And then for 52 weekly meals, you'll get $30 off of your meal. That pays for itself in about seven visits. The day night pass sold out in one minute after they posted it online. One minute. And if you were lucky enough to secure one of those date night passes, enjoy your boneless wings because they're pretty good. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. You don't necessarily think of the winter as croc season. I mean, after all, they have holes in them. But there are these croc slippers that are fuzzy and cozy and warm inside. And all of our friends at Elvis Duran in the morning show have been wearing them and posting them. And I kind of think I need a pair. I reached out to our friend Sam and was like, okay, tell me the deal about these. And she said, as someone who has formally hated crocs, the fuzzy were hard to resist, and now she loves them, and they are cozy. So I'm going to put a link to these Crocs at themorningshowpodcast.com. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. I have a very special birthday shout out, and that's because this is the first time this person has ever gotten a birthday shout out in their entire life. It's my niece, Adriana Marie, who turns one year old today. That's why this is her First birthday shout out. One day I'll make her listen to this when she understands what's happening. But for now, happy birthday, Adriana Marie. I love you so much. And it's crazy to think that a year ago when we posted the morning show podcast for January 24th, 2024, you weren't even in this world yet. And now you're a whole year old. Thanks for listening to the morning show podcast.